Folks, welcome to another episode of Fitbed Pod. Yes, I know I don't usually do the intro. It is me, Derek Jai Singer, and sitting across me on my laptop is my wonderful, hairy, good mate, Ben Lomas. Yes, hello, Dill. Hello. It is so nice. We thought we'd mix up the intro. Usually I do it, now you do it, but we thought we'll mix it up. I'm still in the laundry, but I'm on a high because it is day eight of the kids back at school and care, and I have time to myself to take a shit. And I couldn't be happier, uh, but I can even be more happier because we have an amazing guest, Dill. We love this guy. We've been sizzling this guy. Yeah. He is, he's an actor. Uh, he's a podcaster. Yeah. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, back-to-back models. Uh, it's the one and only Ash Williams. Yes! Thank you, Benny Make Lomas. some noise. Thank you, Dilruk. Uh, Lomas, where are you? You look like you're in uh, the janitor's <laughs> closet that Elaine ordered Chinese food on Seinfeld. Great reference because I can picture that. Uh, no, I'm in the laundry. I'm in the laundry due to Melbourne restrictions. Uh, I can't go to the studio, and I have been in the laundry for how many weeks still? It's 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 been. Oh, yeah, I can't even remember. Uh, I think it's, it's 2020, 2011 in, when in it first started. Well, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Where are, are you, you, Ash? Yeah, you got a whiteboard in the background. You've got my. I'm also in the laundry. It's just uh, it's just a big laundry. This is yeah. uh, <laughs> like a whiteboard huge. in the laundry. There's also and a you've toilet. Got, like um, posters and stuff. No, oh. mate. Well, I share an office with a protein bar company. Ah, okay, right. I think I've told you about this before, Dill. Maybe. Maybe. I offered you um, protein bars, maybe. But yeah, man. So like, I like to come in after hours because then. You know, if I pan around, it's fucking all you can eat protein bars. Uh. Um, so I get in, I literally, you know, get in 7 a.m. ideally, and right. they get in at 9, and I have one of their jerky bars because they've just branched out into jerky. Wow. Okay, as you do. As yeah, you yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've budgeted for all this in my weekly shop. And then um, once they leave at 5 p.m., we just load up on. Uh, they're doing some great stuff at the moment. Their 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 protein bar range is really exciting. So and and you're given. I mean, do you want to plug them? Because I feel no, like you might. No, no way. No, no way. They've got they've got they've got no product left. He's eaten it all. And <laughs> also, I love it because you're someone I assume does you know consume protein bars and stuff like that generally. So you're probably getting back your rent of this office in terms oh, of yeah. protein bars, mate. For sure. I mean, all jokes aside. I pay um, what I eat in protein bars easily a month. I've done the math, and like it's, it's like when we started doing stand up. You drank the amount of beers uh, that you were getting paid when you were doing stand up. Like it's the equivalent. You're getting you're getting it for free. That's pretty good. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, too, what's really tough is like when you're hankering for a protein bar and it's during office hours. Yeah, you've got to wait until they go to the bathroom, and um, you know I'll I'll wait until at least. Because if there's only one person in the office, I'll wait until they go to the bathroom and then I'll just, I won't be greedy. I won't go for a full protein bar. I'll go for like a protein ball. Oh, right. Run, okay. grab it, and then and then scoff it in. And and can I oh. assume that so they, this is not, they, they technically wouldn't be happy about you doing this or they're fine with it? Oh, look, um, you know, they've made a couple of, I'm going to say jokes about me stealing stock. But <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of levity in it. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we're missing some stock. Jeez, I wonder who ate it all. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't and, me. And Ben, maybe this is a good time to tell Ash that this has been recorded and goes out to the public that maybe they <laughs> well, might you know be what? able to put two and two together. Oh, mate, mate, I don't care. You know what? Let's give him a shout out. It's Chief um, Protein Bars. Um, and of course, shout out. you can't hear this, but uh, I'm giving them uh, a free shout out. I'm playing a sting, um, which is a free shout out sting. And that's a... Well, it's not really a free shout out because I've eaten about five thousand dollars worth of protein bars. But, yeah, but um, Ash, but how many can you eat a day? Because if I eat three, I am on the toilet. My guts just fucking turns inside out, agony, and then I shit myself. <laughs> well, look, I think that's on the packet of the cheap protein bars. That's their uh, tagline. But um, that I you uh, shit three times. Yeah, don't eat three or you shit yourself. But um, I I try and space them out, man. Space them out and uh, don't have more than three. And I'm, that's, that's the rule. What's yeah, the macros? How many proteins, how much protein are you getting per bar? Oh, dude, I don't bother with macros. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you might. shredded. Well, we'll oh, get look, into man, all of that. We'll get into that. We can all lose weight, mate. We all have goals and uh, want to get back to our, <laughs> you know, 19-year-old bodies. Maybe not you, Dill. But... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, definitely not my 19-year-old buddy. Dude, I've got to say this, and, and Lomas, you're looking good too. Um, nah, Dill, it's fucking... Dude, I haven't seen a photo of you for maybe uh, two months or whatever, like just on social media or whatever, and I saw you last week, and I was like, fuck me, man. Like, you've got mad definition in your jaw, right. in your cheekbones. It's Thank You're you. fucking... I said this age, like a year ago now, you're a handsome dude. Thank you. There you go. You heard it first. Thank you. you. I you love the date stamp as well. Like it's almost like you're saying you picked it. You're like, man, I picked it. I put. I would have invested in Dilbrook stocks back in the day uh, if I was a girl. Is that what you're saying, basically? Yeah. Well, I, there should have been a market at Sportsbet. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just. Thought, I appreciate I thought, that, I, Ash. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, th- I thought. I thought you were just going to spit it and just go. You know, and I haven't seen you in a year, and you lost all this weight. And you look fucked. <laughs> you look absolutely... <laughs> well, that does happen, Lomas. You see some of these people and, like, the fat is keeping them looking taut and yep. they've got no wrinkles. And My then they lose 20 or 30. Now, you, you look amazing too, by the way. We're going to get to your beard no, later. Mate, you don't have to do this. The only reason I look good is I've shaved the beard. I've got the goatee to hide the double chin that's come back. I've been in isolation with my kids for six months and I've eaten more bread than a bakery. Very kind of you. But... Yeah. Do you know what, though? You've got to eat for your mental health because it's been tough down there in Victoria, and um, you know, uh, it eat, the, eat the baguettes, brutal. mate. Hey, so. um, but yeah, look, we we want to get stuck into a lot of Ash's health and fitness regimes, but uh, there's a few things that we want to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> do you want to go first, Dil? guys? Just well, before just, we, bef- just, sorry, no, Dill, no, you, you kick off. Well, mate, I've I've got a forced wake up at the moment, so I get up at um, about five thirty because I've got these. Russian fuckwits above me who, um, who build Ikea furniture, literally build Ikea furniture at 5.30, right? Dun, 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 dun. And so many times... For other people. You know, are you I don't sure know what they're, they're building doing furniture? They're not just Cossack dancing? <laughs> you know, is, this, is this one of these, like, I've, I've heard of this, where you just, it's, it's a people from, from either the Soviet bloc or Eastern European countries that are here who can just put 
IKEA furniture together like that, and they get paid cash by people to just pretty much put a, everything together, and they take it to another house and install it. If you're one of them, well, I I've never done a flat pack myself. I always call a handyman to come and do it for me. <laughs> well, mate, I don't know. You know, because like I live in a two bedroom apartment. And there are six people up there, right? So I said to the landlord, I said, what is going on up there? It's from 5.30. And he goes, yeah, well, there's six of them up there, you know? And I go, six? And he goes, well, it's not against the rules. And I go, it's not against the rules to have six? You know, two better. Mate, what the fuck? But Ash, do you remember when we first met? Yeah, yeah, stand-up. It was like my first ever or second ever stand-up spot at the comedy store. Comedy oh, yeah. um, club, comedy, comedy clowns, yeah, yeah. And it was my ever first little spot on radio. Ah, so, there you go. So, I, and I remember it, and we got so, along back. Before you yeah, go, go. Any, give a bit of context to Ash's yeah. radio to stand well, up. Yeah, Ash, because I can't remember, you were, it was your first gig, and you were You were working on Husey and Kate, right? I was working on Husey and Kate. Um, you know, I was doing radio with Husey every day, and, you know, fucking. We all have different ways of getting into stand-up, but I was like, you know what? I can do what Husey does. Fuck this guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and then um, so I did five, and um, look, I think it went well. It depends on who you asked. And then somehow Husey at Nova heard about the gig, and then there was a thing where I was going to go back and do the same five minutes, but it was going to be workshopped with Pete Hallier, and that was where you came in. Low mass, and I think you were emceeing that night. No, I think I had to just do a gig before you, so I had to do a spot before you. That's right. And there was just someone who introduced me. Then I did a gig, and then and then I was and then you would come in. But do you do you remember what you said to me? Because I knew because it was your second it was your second gig. Mm. I'd already been doing it for a couple of years, but I just started getting into the comic sound. And do you remember because we were getting on like a house on five backstage, and then it was at the curtains. And do you remember what you said to me before I went on stage? Um, I reckon also just by the way for people playing along, this was two thousand and ten. Ten, yes. Ten, yeah. Um and uh I reckon I said something to you like, mate, should I open with I'm a gay male prostitute? Yeah, you, yeah, we did that backstage before <laughs> before because you were, you did you did say that because we told you yeah. what you said. Because your set was out there, like the, like I remember your joke so vividly because I was like, Wow, this guy, this is getting recorded and he's throwing out Stuff about you know, um, you know, coming inside pregnant ladies. It was full on. Like, what, it was crazy. It was crazy, mate. Like Just, within a five minute set, I would have been cancelled five hundred times. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. Yeah, that is so good. It's so true. <laughs> And then because you were new, you're like, oh, I want to get into stand-up. And he's like, it's going to be fun. And Husey, and I'm coming out here. And he goes, and you go to me, whatever you do, Benny, just don't smash it, okay? Don't Just don't go really good. And I went, oh, you, welcome welcome, welcome to stand-up. And I just went out and just was like, crush, crush, crush. Like, I just tried to go as, as good as I could possibly. <laughs> like, it's just like, it was just that fuel. Like, you're like, I want to be best on nine. I'm on radio. Like, just take it easy, Benny. I don't think yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but clearly, I mean... I, speaking to myself back then, I was even then I was absolutely joking. Oh, there's no way I would have been serious on that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was so funny. I Why do not- remember having that like moment with you backstage, and I was like, "Mate, what do you reckon?" And then you said to me, "No, no, no, don't change it. You're on in like 30 seconds." And then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call, Benny. Good call." And then like, <laughs> I, went, 
I remember for me, I hadn't, I don't even think I'd even done my first gig yet, but I was popping up at the Comics Lounge workshops from like, I think it was six to eight o'clock, you'd have the workshop, 8.30 would be the normal show or something like that. And then that particular time, there was this Nova gig happening. And um, and I was like, what Nova gig? He's like, oh yeah, you know, Husey might drop in and also some model named Ash. And being like the 25-year-old horny Sri Lankan boy that I was, ooh, a model named Ash. All right, let's stick around. I'm like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) But I remember, Ash Williams, when we uh, then, I I always love giving you credit where credit's due. You you put in the work, though. You were popping around rooms. You were doing all the shit gigs. Oh, yeah, man. And it was really... Yeah, you know how it is. A lot of comedians, you've got to earn your stripes. And, like, you know, a lot of people um, thought I, I, you know... Found a shortcut, which I did, um, and um, you know, so it's easy to just go. You got to just, you know, it, it was bit, really rough bit, stuff, I, but it was I like, like I don't like using the that sort of thing about the shortcut idea because it's whatever you know. It's a dude, it's an open market. If you have an audience, you got you fucking well done. How you got there? That's on you. Like well done. Like dude, props dude. to you. Do you know what I mean? Like because I look at myself, say in terms of acting, I'm sure a lot of actors look at me going. You get that role. You didn't go to acting school. I'm like, yeah, but I did other stuff that led me to, you know, in front of the right people. So yeah. I'm always like, however you get to where you are, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, the landscape's changed a lot in the last, you know, uh, five years, especially with reality TV. There's shortcuts galore. But, you know, once you're given the platform uh, and the mic, then fuck, you better be able to dance. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you, you'll find out pretty quick. But I remember, man, this is a funny one. I've never said this anywhere. Um, Monty Franklin, because I think Monty might have been uh, somewhere around that night. We were in LA in 2013 at a Halloween party with Nikki Whelan, right? It was at Nikki Whelan's place. I don't know who Nikki Whelan is. Uh, she was in the movie Hall Pass. Oh, um, oh God, she's, yeah, right. You're all over that. Yeah, geez, that was like fast reaction. Yeah, speed. I remember Nikki Whelan now. I just didn't know that her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And suddenly, Monty was off his face, mate. Like, off his guts. <laughs> and um, we went out the front and something happened. And I was like, what's your fucking problem, mate? And the long and the short of it was he was like, you haven't done your apprenticeship in stand-up. Because I was doing gigs at the comedy store. He wasn't back right. then. Right. And it ended up in a fight. Oh. Right? And I... <laughs> I fucking picked up Monty, a full hacksaw Jim Duggan, fucking <laughs> body slam on the concrete. Like I picked him up. I was massive back then. I was 20 kilos heavier, full of muscle. And he was, he's a big dude himself. Oh, he's not yeah, really. He's not... he's not really. Trust me. I picked okay. him up. I chucked back him on then his, he was quite skinny. Yeah, chucked him up, chucked him on his back, almost killed him. And then, um, <laughs> and then he got up and he was way more drunk than me, which is a good effort because I'd had a few. And, and then he was trying to fight me and I just said, oh, come on, this isn't really I, – I, I mean, come on, you've had He's so like, many. Give me a break, I'm a and, gay prostitute. <laughs> and then I said, you know what, get in the car, I'll give you a lift home, stay at my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then we, uh, he stayed at my house and then uh, we woke up and had a good laugh, you know. Okay, well, that's a nice ending to it. And that's also classic Aussie men, isn't it? Like you'll have a bit of a punch on and then go, all right, man, we'll hug it off. And I've... Um, have you yeah. done that, Dill? Have you ever done that with a mate? Well, yeah, I, th- I, was about- I didn't want to bring it up because it's, so- it's just, I can't name the person. But Ben, there was a particular gig that you and I got into an argument with another comic. 
you know? And we there was a yelling match happening between the three of us. Uh, I can't go into details. Anyway, it was at MIB. Either way, that carried over. Like, you cracked the shits, you left, and I kept arguing with him, and we're drunk at this stage. And it was so much arguing that it went till, like, 3 o'clock in the morning... Yeah, you I'm remember now? This. Yeah, yeah. three in the morning, and mm. all of a sudden he can't get home because he fucking lives too far away. So he ends up crashing on my couch. Oh my god, <laughs> mate! You know what? It's a test. It's the Aussie way, and I think you know. Well, I did. I did it traveling as well. Like um, just mates traveled. Three best mates, absolutely drunk. I rolled my ankle. It's two o'clock in the morning in Chesky Kromlov in 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 Czech Republic. And we're walking past and he's trying to help me and it's not helping, it's hurting. And we've been traveling for months together. And I just went, no, you're not helping. He goes, oh, you're so fucking ungrateful. I just turned around and clocked him. Just clocked him one and he just landed on the ground. And I'm hobbling and he stood up and he went, (laughs) turn around and just cracked me. I hit the ground. And then we both picked each other up and then just walked home. And it just felt good. Yeah. We just, that's, that's we just had to let out the frustration. Like, uh, sure. Masculine, toxic masculinity is so oh. interesting to me. And because I've never I've never punched anyone or been punched, you know? So, and, and I know Ben's been wanting to do it since I took $1,000 off him. But, um, <laughs> but Ash, that's that. I, 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 I love that story so much because. So you were sober? No, no, no. I'd had like maybe 20. But Monty oh, so had like fucking 50. I need to tell people. I, I, I love my favorite story about you when we first met or early on when we met is, you know, you know, this story, Ash, which is that we'd see each other on the rooms and stuff like that. And I was getting to know you and you were quite nice to chat to. And you were saying, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've put on a comedy show. I've sold uh, it's on Ticketmaster. I'm like, how many gigs have you done? Oh, like three. I'm like, so you're already ready to go for one hour. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, but interesting thing, though. I uh, called up Ticketmaster this morning because uh, the, the tickets have been sale for like a week and no one there, there was zero sales. So I thought there's obviously something wrong with the system. And then they were like, no, no, the system's working fine. So then you bought a ticket for yourself and you realized it popped up. And then yeah. that was the penny drop moment that no one's bought tickets. Well, that's it. I actually called them up to berate them. I was like, guys, we've got a show on, you know, what's going on? You guys, you're meant to be a reputable ticket company. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's working, Mr. Williams. And then uh, while I was on the phone to them, I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a ticket here to see if it works. And then it just ticked over like a slow, you know, pinball machine or whatever. Um, what do you call it? Slot machine. And one. And I said, uh, I, it is working. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know? But yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really interesting to have you as a mate because, you know, again, like, I've definitely hit you up here and there to ask about, you know, specifics around diet and exercise and stuff. But we have to go way, way back with you. So when have you always been conscious of your physique? Like, was it from high school itself? Have you always been hot? <laughs> no, well, it's dude. always been hot, obviously. But no, physique no, no. Is different. no, 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 man. I'll send you some photos, mate. Um, anyone who says they've been hot since they were young is a flog. And... Um, they wouldn't have evolved. You've got to go through those teething periods in your adolescence and, and you know, in your 20s, mate. There's a, there's a lot of evolving to do. But um, right. I was like 70 kilos until I was maybe 18, 19. So I was skin and bones. Very, wow, very skinny. How, you're pretty tall. What's your height? 191 um, wow, right. centimetres. So like Shit. Fort 70 Mouse. kilos on 191 would have been scrawny. Oh, yeah, man. I looked like full-blown. 
Like, well, um, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to shame the physique. I'm more like I can't believe how you then ended up being quite. Well, jacked. it happens, you know, um, just through doing it a lot, and then you just need to see, as you guys can attest to, you need to see some results. And I remember I had good arms, and I was like, yeah, "That's okay. It's starting to work." And then because I was naturally lean, I got. Pretty good results um, over about six to twelve months. Took me longer than my little short mate Rob Lepresti, who was five foot nothing, and he fucking was massive. And I was so jealous of that prick. Um, so you, the, you guys started to build together, like body sculpt together. Yeah, well, we all did it. There were about four or five of us from school. What age? Eighteen to maybe twenty-five, yeah, right. and it would be a good way to catch up with friends. Right. Um, and you know, you know, back then is this too, mate. Sydney? Is this no, Sydney? No, this is in um, Kew. This is in Campbell, Hawthorne. Oh, wow. Um, and um, you know, back then too, protein. You know, everyone's crapping on that protein. Which protein you taking? Remember, fuck, I miss those days. Um, it's all more. Were, were you smashing the protein? Like, how much protein do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Chicken breasts. To, I know. You know what, man? I didn't actually take that part that seriously. I used to take a, a bit of protein, and, and that was it. Um, and then when I went hardcore, um, when I was late 20s, I started getting all the creatine to shred. Um, and that certainly oh. takes your training to the next level. So can I then pause there and then go down that track a little bit? I hear this word creatine a lot on a lot of these YouTube like fitness people that I've been. I've never actually Googled what creatine is and what, the, what it does because I'm still trying to figure out you know, calories and things like that. Mm. So what is creatine? And I hear it's been thrown around a lot. I, do. I hear it causes cancer. <laughs> you know what? Really? It probably does. But like um, you're going to feel like a superstar when you're on that stuff. I mean, you can run through a wall. I used to take just one scoop if I was feeling, you know, really fired up. I'd take two. But it, sometimes i take three scoops. And seriously, like you're, you're off your face. Like you're off <laughs> wow. your face. Oh, yeah, man. Your body been... slamming comedians. Yeah, you could. You could uh, yeah, if I was on creatine, I would killed monty but like i remember once i was at the gym and i'd taken too much creatine which happened a lot like maybe once every two or three weeks and when you take too much these um and i was on optidrin too which is another shredder right this is dangerous stuff these days you shouldn't be doing it and well good disclaimer at the top okay well you know just do your research it's not that dangerous but um but it's a lot better than what it used to be yeah yeah like yeah. 10 years ago, you, if you had too much of that, it's actually doing really bad stuff to your kidneys. But now it seems to have improved a lot that you can now take it. But it, it's really for bodybuilders, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not for dudes who are going to Silver's Nightclub on a Thursday night and just want to look great <laughs> in a Hurley t-shirt. But um, I, um, I remember I took too much regularly. And I remember one time I went, um, I was like, we'll always go to the same... PT, his name was Nino. And I'd go up to Nino, I'd go, Nino. Because when, when it happens, you think you're going to die. Like, quite literally. It's like, done. You know, I'm texting my mum, texting my brother, I love you. Text my dad, love you. Um, yeah, it's been good. Like, no jokes. Yeah, wow. Go to, he, what are the symptoms? Is your heart just going crazy? Yeah, yeah. Full body tingles. Uh, can't, you can't really breathe. It was probably like the, the first coming of COVID. And then I was like, um, <laughs> I went to Nino and I said, Nino, uh, I've had too much, too much creatine, mate. I'm... Uh, not in a good way. And he said, come, come out the back. And um, Nino, like the gentleman, if you know what I mean, I used to go out the back with Nino and he used to feed me waters. And um, <laughs> Nino would have me against the wall, like about two inches from like tongue kissing me. 
And my mates would turn up to the gym and see me, you know, in mid embrace with Nino, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, geez, is that too much creatine?" And then, um, and then I'd walk. Then you'd come out of it. Right? This is such an elaborate story to explain. I'm almost done. Were- and and then um, and then you'd come out of it 15 minutes later, and you'd be on a high because you thought you were going to die, and then you're you're back to life, right? And you're so fucking happy. It's just it's you really are grateful. And I wonder if it's the same feeling that people who love to like you know have autoerotic asphyxiation when they you know tie their a noose around their neck and jerk off. Whether probably. it's that same feeling that you're nearly dying <laughs> but you're getting an ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. Optidrone and creatine's a gateway drug for that, so be careful. But um, but I remember I went back upstairs and I thought, oh, I'm alive. And then Nino goes. You had five orders. That's ten dollars. I was like, Nino. Wow, he charged <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he got me. He got me. Yeah, what a Nino. dog. Yeah. Nino. Nino, he's a man, he's a businessman. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I respect Nino. Wow. So so okay, so do you remember roughly what the dosage was meant to be and how much extra you took? Like is it a scoop per day and you did like three scoops? <laughs> well no, they say take one to three scoops. And here's the other kicker. It's delicious. It's it's like tropical punch. There's, um, you know, the purple hubba bubba. It's like that. It's fully. It it tastes like it's just pure. You're putting sugar in your mouth, but it isn't sugar. Oh, of course. It's it's unbelievable. And once you get a taste for it, you you start craving it. And so it says take one to three scoops, um, but you've got to work up. And and look, nowadays, I honestly cannot touch a bit of it or I won't sleep at all. Like none of it. Oh, wow. Oh, no, it's really – my body's not now attuned to it. So – um, oh, Here's also, a big yeah. question. Should I try it? No. no. Why not? Because you're getting results now. If yeah, you weren't yeah, getting... Re- that is a very good All point. All right. You short-circuited my argument very quickly. That was if, a very yeah. good point. If you, you are getting results, why yes. would you yeah, change something? Unless mm-hmm. unless you're... But what... Dil, you know, Dil, there is a point where he's lost enough weight now that he wants to get shredded. Would he well, go wanna, down that path? We've talked about this, Ash, on our pod, on the pod before, which is why I want to get rid of man boobs. Uh, so I'm down to the last little, you know, couple of inches of boobies. And uh, I feel like, you know, chest pectorials is the only way I can push fill them out, you know? Yeah, look, it's hard for me to comment. I, you know, I, I don't know how they're looking. Um, you know, it's like, no, seriously, it's like, I don't know. You, yeah. you might need to... Get, get them, um, I, I don't know. Surgery. Bro, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard for me to comment because I think when you lose a lot of weight, sometimes there is, um, sometimes they fill out naturally. Um, yeah. And that's where something like creatine can be good because you actually can puff up quite a lot and put on yeah. quite a lot of muscle. So it depends on what you're using it for. If you're trying to bulk hard, like for your pecs per se, mm. then there is an argument for, you know, right. a, a uh, enhancer. Well, maybe I'll do a before shot as to where I'm at right now, or maybe at like the start of November or something like that, and then see pre-creatine, post-creatine, and see how I feel across the last couple of months of this year. Well, just I should have, been, should have been taking it throughout lockdown just to get through the afternoon <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, the good thing is if, you, if you're trying to build muscle, you know, you could have been doing that in lockdown, though, like having the creatine and then really, what do they call it? Bulking phase. You know, yeah. you know the bodybuilders who they're, oh, I'm in bulking phase. And, you know, there are those bodybuilders who are always in bulking phase. When are you going to get treaded? But, yeah. um, 
you know. Yeah, maybe Ben, you can reframe what reframe yourself like that, saying you're in the the bottom. Yes, I'm in the. Uh, but it's funny because I'm doing boot camp and I'm doing it with uh, someone else. There's only two of us in the mornings. Nino. And Nino, and Nino's back, and he charges a fortune. You know what? <laughs> if, if if it was Nino, there would be a wonderful effort because uh, Nino was dead. But um, <laughs> no, no, too no. much creative. No, 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 no. Nino, Nino is one of my dear friends, even though he's not present. I actually think of Nino all the time. Um, so shout out to that guy. He, he he's a good guy, and he probably was working out with you, Lomas. Is he alive or not? I, now I'm confused. Yeah, I'm confused. No, 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 like, no, no. He's passed. He's, he's definitely okay. passed. So the shout-out was to heaven or hell? Um, to the uh, cosmos. Yeah, righto. Because you know what? And in, in, in the name of the late great Nino, I'd love to pour out you know, my water, but I'm scared he'll charge me for it. So. <laughs> you know he would. Yeah, well, this, this is a, but you have been one of those guys can take off their shirt and people turn around and go, check out that rig. Oh, mate, look, to be honest, that's very kind, Lomas, but um, yeah, as you get older, I'm 38 now, you've got to work that much harder, and if you take a month or two months just cruising, you're in trouble. I've actually yeah. been busting it um, for the last maybe six weeks. And when I say busting it, not full-blown, but I'm certainly trying harder. And, mate, I've still got a long way to go, long way to go. Right. Yeah. What, so was your, what age were you peak? Oh, Peak, um, probably 34. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Abs, of course. Oh, mate. I look at some pictures and uh, I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's why you've always got to appreciate what you have today. Because yeah. I'm sure I'll look back in five or ten years from now and go, oh, my God, you were shredded then. And right. I remember, like, you know, back when I was 34, I was like, I can probably – Put on some more muscle or lose some more weight, mate. You, you good? Dylan, that's Dylan a, that's actually sorry, Ben. That's actually a really good philosophical idea that you appreciate what you have now because you know you don't want it to be ten years from now going. Oh fuck! I wish I actually enjoyed that body when I had the chance to instead of stressing out about how much better it could be. Yeah. Like we never know at which point are we in our peak. Like I am. Is this my peak? And I'm still stressing about creatine rather than actually appreciating. Hey, this was this is the best it's gonna get. And now from here on, it's going to go downhill. At least if I reframe the thinking going, oh, yeah, you can be better if you want, but don't overthink it. Just enjoy. Yeah. I just love it that you can look back at photos and go, Jesus Christ, because we've said, Dylan and I have said the same thing, but the complete opposite reason. Yeah. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Well, you're going the right way. Yeah, we're, we're like salmons, uh, or you're yeah. salmon swimming upstream. But um, I'm trying to and swim with you. And so what's the what's the thinking like at this point for you? Because you're now, you used to be modeling full-time and it's obviously, it's linked to your income at that point. Whereas now you've got so many amazing different projects that you work on with, between the podcast and the comedy, you know, that, uh, that, you know, TV presenting and all that stuff. How much is there a change in mindset when you were pure model you know, doing, and there's famous stories of you doing nipple shots uh, at a, you know, gay bars or whatever. What was that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't you modeling. Sell- that was the furthest thing from modeling. That was, that, but, was, um, that was a stone throw away from prostitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, honestly. Um, sex that, work. Come on. Let's, that's, it's 2020. That, that was good times. But look, let's just get one thing straight. I was never a full time model. Oh, really? Um, oh, no way. There's only like probably one, maybe 
full-time model in Australia. Like, maybe. Um, Elle McPherson. Well, I'm talking about men. Women, ah. you've probably got, um, you probably got uh, 100. No, There's okay, more but work. Only one full-time male model. Yeah, I would say maybe two. Who, but who, may- who, who, what are the names? Yeah, what are the names? Like, I wouldn't be able to think of one. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think wow. um, so. They all have a side hustle. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. What about what about uh, Steve Rax's son? Are you kidding? No offense to him, but I mean, <laughs> um, he didn't book much. If we looked at uh, our careers, I would have booked more than him. Um, yeah, wow. But um, and I've always said that. <laughs> and um, not just because he did Celebrity Splash. Oh God, I forgot about that show. Um, but. Um, um, Jesus, I just had an image of, of there was an Adam Richard on yeah. Celebrity. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Josh um, Thomas. Yeah, but uh, uh, Finnick. Fucking hell, and, mate! And, you're you're like an and almanac. Um, but it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, but mate, you know, so I did a little bit of modelling, but uh, look, man, it's just about um, for now. I've got I've got a lot of balls in the air. I'm very lucky that um, sure some of those balls don't stay up very long, but but I'm, yeah. I'm working. I'm actually working my guts off. Um, COVID's been a good thing for me because it just got me into a routine of working every day and not taking saunas uh, and yeah. fucking around. So, um, but you're a bundle of contradictions, I reckon. In the in the sense, from people percept people's perception of you versus who you really are. Like I know I've worked with you, you know, number of times on stuff behind the scenes. You're a, you're a hustle. You work hard, and you're you know a lot of things. But there's this persona about you that you're kind of just locking yourself out into this different, like a Forrest Gump of comedy kind of thing. But I actually think that's an insult because I know like you're a, you work hard and you put a lot of, it's not easy to fucking post, you know, Instagram videos and comedy, you know, clips and things like that. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. 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 I'm still trying to understand the Forrest Gump of comedy reference, but, um, because I... it's like, it's almost like <laughs> you have no awareness of how funny you are. No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. You're stupid, mate. And, no, and, no, mate, it's and, just like... and you just fucking go for a run and never stop. No, no, no mate. And here, he everyone thinks Dilroy Dressing is a nice guy. Um, but um, Are you good at ping pong? There we go. Yeah, I am yeah. good at ping pong. But no, no, I know what you mean though, Dil. Like a lot of people think it's just... Um, no work goes into it and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a guy who's just kind of um, life of Riley and, you know, comes on, tells some stories, funny guy, you know, just tra- – but, like, I, I work my butt off. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, – But also, you, you're, you're, a, you're a unique hustler. This is how I probably would describe you because I remember bumping into you in Sydney once and I was staying at the Meriton. You were staying with a couple, I think, a couple of buildings further up. And I remember you going, you were like, you were just staying there temporary because you were working on this and you were trying to get onto this TV show and you were like, yeah, but I don't want to live here. And it seemed like a chaotic mess. Yeah, but, but you know what? You're talking about it, sorry, Ben. You're talking about a time this is pre-COVID. Yes, pre-COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but then, but then, but then, the best thing about it was it was just like this, this, this. And then I remember you going, "I just want to get on that TV show." And, I was, and in my head, I'm like, ah, "Good luck." I mean, we're all trying to. And then I'm back in Sydney two weeks later. I turn on the television, and there you are on it. And I was like, "Fuck! What hustle! What amazing hustle!" I was like, he talked about it, and uh, talked about how he's doing. He's like doing this. That's why I moved to Sydney. And I just remember just going, "Wow!" I, I thought I could hustle, and then I come across this guy, and I'm like, "No, nah, this guy, it's it, it's a hustle." 
And the, and the point I was trying to lead in with that was about like same thing with fitness and things like that. Like it, it's really nice to hear you talk about, you know, where you started, because I think people just assume that you see the results straight away and, you know, you, you, you know, you're like Maybelline, you're born with it or whatever. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, but yeah, there's a lot of effort and, and, and uh, you know, action that's required before you can get to those things. Absolutely, man. Um, it's all about, you know, as you, we're all getting better, hopefully, um, at our craft and, and um, you know, working on, on whatever angle we're, we're working on. But you've got to put in the work so that once the mic's on or it's your time in, in the sun, you, you can fucking... It's like training. It's like tennis, mate. You've you got to... You, you don't think Djokovic... Why do you think Djokovic and Nadal are the, the best? Because they put in the fucking training. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I I always give your you have some of the most amazing fighting spirit. Like I have played many people uh, in Sydney in squash, but you Ash are the one that I remember so vividly because I was up four one and I just was like I've got you, I, like I've got you, and then you came back from four one and then won with five four, and I just. I just will never forget that because you just had this. You're like, yeah, yeah, next game, let's go, let's go, let let's go next game, let's go one more, Benny. And you knew you had the legs on me. Of course you had the legs because you seemed fit. But I just, I'll never forget that. I was, I've, I've never been as shattered after a game of squash than with you. Yeah, you know shattered. why? Because I knew you I still hadn't worked out the angles of squash, and it was yeah, yeah. the you first were learning time. On the run. Mate, wow. you were killing me, and I was trying to like keep. Um, some some uh, perspective that once I work out the angles and I work out a few shots that will work for me, I'll get you. And I knew I just had to hang in there. So yeah. you, I'm, I'm reading an incredible book called Mindset by a uh, by Carol Dweck, and I encourage you, if you can get a hands on it, everyone check it out. It's really interesting about two types of mindsets. People have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And how some people, you know, embrace the challenge and lean into the learning process. And you all seem to be like the fucking embodiment of what she's talking about, which is you're like, all right, well, this is where I'm at right now. But I reckon if I put in the effort and have a bit of a, you know, look around, I can get there. And you you enjoy that process of growing. And I've been that. that and so the, would you say you're a genu- generally speaking, you're you're a good learner, not necessarily a quick learner, but a good learner. You know what to look for to try and improve. Well, I think um, it comes back to being competitive. You know, like I, okay. I want to win. Um, it comes back, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm not saying I could have been a tennis pro, but I, I played around Australia and my aim was always to be a tennis pro until I was about 17. And then um, even when I was 18, 19, I wanted to be offered a, a college scholarship, which I got, um, uh, but didn't take up because I was, I was um, you know, Lifting weights with my friends, taking creatine, but like, um, <laughs> I um, is that true? So you got a scholarship, I, but you didn't take. I got a um, a US scholarship. Yeah, I didn't take it, but I had to do an MBA wow. as well. That was part of it. Yeah. Um, and um, look, man, for me, that's why I think tennis and any sport that you can do uh, and get your kids into from a young age, it just it's in your blood. So I look at tennis and. Um, Comedy and stand-up, they're quite similar, I, th- I see. You know, I remember when I used to play tennis, I used to fucking just fantasize about, um, you know, it wasn't so much about winning all the championships. It was about being on center stage um, in the final at Wimbledon and everyone clapping. That's what I was like, fuck yeah, man. 
Right. Fuck yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway, I digress, but yeah, I think no, I think no, there's no, some no. That's actually a really not interesting point. So you played, you you trained hard up until the age of seventeen with tennis. Yeah. So when you were the skinny skinny guy. Yeah. Yep. And um, so, how high did you get up? Like, how how far into the? You said you went around the country playing. Yeah. Well, there used to be like a junior circuit. So um, it was fucking mad, bro. I mean, like every school holidays you'd play the tournaments. My poor mum, God bless her, you know, because she, she used to work night shift as a nurse. So she would, um, you know, drive us to the tennis courts, sleep in the car, drive oh, us wow. home and then go back to nursing. Um, you know, oh, she, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like incredible. A lot of interstate comps. Like, did you get to that level where you just Yeah, to oh, you got to. Yeah, cause, yes, because all of the um, – because it was like the ATP – um, point system you needed to get the points from the big tournaments and there was one big tournament per state per year so you know i went to new south wales tassie i remember we went down to tassie we went to bernie and uh oh, I remember I got josh f- earl territory who is it josh earl's from bernie. Josh, oh, josh earl yeah yeah and um i went uh, we went down to bernie and mum's pumped a bit of money into it and i got fucking smoked by this dude um uh, daniel madilka who I, I, he's shit, but he had a big he had a day out that day, and I just couldn't believe it. I went back in and mom, I told mum I lost to Madilka six one six one, and uh, she said, "All right, well, let's go to the uh, Salamanca markets." <laughs> <laughs> Good oysters there. But, um, yeah. How uh, how did you play with anyone who was like who ended up becoming quite famous? Nah, man. Your... Nah, um, there was no one. There was obviously Leighton Hewitt, but no one really. In my age group, Leighton's like two years older than me, I think. Um, is, is this true, Ash, that in, in your times, like there was all this money and then a lot of parents would have to invest it unless you got sponsors and there, there were all these amazing tennis players, but only like one or two would get through out of like hundreds. Is that, is that, like, is that the case? Yeah. It's potluck. And, you know, what's sad about it is that sometimes you need those hardline parents to really push their kids. Uh, yeah. And you know it's good like that that's Tomic's not, dad or something, Tomic something and like Dokic, um, you know, you, you, but like Agassi's dad, yeah, man, and uh, Mary bad. Pierce. But like, look, fortunately, um, and hopefully, that's you know, kind of being weaned out of the game. But um, I don't know. Sometimes you you need to be scared um, to lose, and I wasn't that yeah, scared sometimes. That's interesting. Yeah, That's actually a really interesting sentence. Sometimes you need to be scared to lose. And so you have that fighting spirit now inside you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's um, it's just a competitive thing. Um, what do you like when you lose then? Oh, mate, I go, it depends what it is, but I'll, I'll let off some steam. You know, I play tennis still three times a week and if I lose, it's on. But I, but I use what, How it. do you let off steam? I throw rackets, um, yelling at kids. Um, yeah, I'd seriously. Hate, I'd, I'd, I've played you and I've played Husey a lot. I'd hate to see what you two would be like on a court together. That would be horrific. In squash? In any sport. <laughs> well, Husey, here's something for you. Um, oh, I shouldn't say this, but I remember I had a massive night as about 10 years ago and I'd never played Husey. And I went out to Motel and drank, I don't know, just a lot of vodka Red Bulls. And I remember I woke up and, uh, you know, I was about to go and see Nino again. I was in real trouble. Yeah. And then Husey said, are we still on for the game at one o'clock at Albert Park? And I just thought, yeah, I'll just turn up and smoke this bloke. 
It's and Motel's in like South Melbourne, so you were not too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not too far. And um, Husey is one of the most unassuming tennis players you'll ever see. His technique is worse than Mike Goldstein's. Actually, no, no, Mike Goldstein's is worse than Husey's. Um, <laughs> another comedian who has the Who's worst, been on this podcast the worst forehand uh, technically I've seen. Um, but it goes in. But Husey gets it done. It's quite remarkable. And he beat me in three sets. He beat me. Wow. He's a very competitive guy. And, but yeah. let's just say I've played him maybe 30 times since then. And it's like, I just remember that day. It's six love, six one, six love, six love. Slow. <laughs> We've got a lot more to talk about, Ash. But I, I think we, we need to start cl- getting close to winding up. Oh, but you really? talked about letting off some steam. And one of the things that... I remember talking to you about uh, was meditation and we both uh, had just started doing tra- transcendental meditation or you might have done it. And, and I've since learned that you don't do that anymore. I knew you were going to ask this. I just huh? went, I knew you were going to ask this. Is that okay? Oh, no, mate, send me all questions in an email before, Dil. You know how I <laughs> um, But um, no, man, it's, uh, I think it's one of those things, you know, like you got to try things in life. I did it for a year and a bit. Um, and then one day I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it today. Yeah. And I didn't do it for ages. Yeah. And I, I don't do it anymore. Um, and I'm fucking loving it, to be honest. <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to multiple people. Whitney Cummings as well talked about it as well. Like you feel like you're obligated to keep trying it. But if it's not working for you, you don't have to keep doing it. So she doesn't do TM anymore either. Uh, and you feel guilty for some reason that you're not doing it. She was saying, she was talking about it. And I found that I've had to evolve my TM. Uh, so it rather than just, which and for people who haven't heard us talk about this before, it's basically you just repeat a mantra, a mantra that's just a sound. It's a word that doesn't mean, it's not even in English, it's in another language, whatever. And it's meant to just be like a, I, I think Tim Ferriss describes it as being like a white noise for your brain. So you just focused on this other noise. So it helps you quieten down. Now for me, I still do it, but I found that, it's improved for me if I start by doing a more mindfulness breathing meditation. It's almost like I'll do a thing. There's a, a an app called Insight Timer, I N S I G H T, and there's two. Uh, there's a coach uh, named Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock, and it's a brilliant 40 day free course. Like a lot of them are paid, but that one's free. So I'll start my day with the two of them, which is about 10 minutes, and that's my warm up into TM. And I've been hitting like, like you know creatine levels of uh, of, of energy. Mate, I can uh, tell. TM. Pretty fine. But up. so, do you do any kind of uh, meditation now? No, dude. No, I'm fucking dude. I'm. I haven't got to do shit tomorrow morning. I'm pumped. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Well, the, this is the thing. It's just horses for courses, right? Yeah. What's good for the goose? Well, no, that's the wrong um, metaphor. But like, I. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, let me just say the goose and the gander both meditate but no I um, <laughs> I um, and then just gonna, go eat some chicken <laughs> just fucking do what makes you happy like seriously just because you know your favourite fucking celeb does it doesn't mean it's going to work for you like just and- sure I agree with that do what makes you happy but isn't there certain some things that you might have to have a, tolerate a bit more discomfort today in order to get benefit down the track like you know, if you if I if I did do what you're happy, I would be eating ice cream all the fucking time. So you know what I mean. Like I feel like there's a limit to how much you want to. That's different. Only give yourself, you know, freedoms to. Yeah, to, but you're to not. Program. That's not helping you. 
eating ice cream, you know. Um, if sure. you're feeling good, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger only did TM for a year and yeah, stopped. Yeah, yeah, it's like really. Uh, and uh, by the way, I'm not. By, I'm, I hope you don't think I'm trying to push no, no, TM no, on no, people. No, 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 at all. We, we want you to do it no. now. Do it now. I know no, he's trying to sign me up again. Schwarzenegger made a good point that he did it for a year. He got a lot of benefit and he realizes he understood what he was getting out of it, which is focus and mindfulness. And he's like, I get that at the gym anyway. So yeah. he's like... Yeah, you know what? You've just got to be in tune with yourself um, to see what makes you happy. And yeah, yeah. I'm honestly like very, very lucky um, that my default is happy, is optimistic. Like I yeah, honestly... Right. I don't know. See, when you talk about like getting upset with the racket, it doesn't feel like I've seen that side of you. I feel like you've always been a source of like joy and happiness. And you're right, contentment. Like you're very, you're like, again, you hustle and all that, but it's not from a place of like incessant, you know, like I need this to get done. It's like, oh no, cool. This is like, you're having fun in the hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, you know, the tennis, it's all cool now. But, you know, back in the day, I did used to go, pretty nuts but like you know when i throw tantrums now the guy i'm playing with is laughing he's like yeah, that's yeah, hilarious yeah, totally and i'm like and so where do you reckon that came from have you always been like someone who's pretty chilled about it or you had a, a awake moment no i read a lot of books um when i was in my 20s and really tried to evolve that way and what comes to mind when you think of the the books that had the most impact oh None in particular, but... Zoo magazine. <laughs> no, 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 exactly, no. Um, I don't know, man. I just read, like, a lot of um, open-thinking books um, that made me look... The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just... Um, you know, I read stuff about, like, you know, um, some some Buddhist stuff, some, some, some um, you know, some religious stuff. Not that I'm religious, but I just... I just Put some, put some new ideas in my mind. Yeah. And then I think you take ideas and you go, that's cool. I like that. I like that. It's, gonna, it's a good way to look at things. And, and then it was, um, you know, I went to Tony Robbins when I was 18. That was actually oh, right. massive. That was massive. Um, yeah, huge. That was it. Yeah. You went to one of the, the events? Yeah, I went to. Fuck, um, I would genuinely love to go to one of them. Like, I, do. I, I like some a lot Have of. You watch the doco. Watch the doco first. I, it... I like the doco. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the doco is the <laughs> best advertisement for it. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think so either. Uh, no, no, it's better than that. Um, but UPW, each to their own as well, man. I went with my whole family. Um, but, and but also like. I, I agree. Like, like in that in that exam, like you know, just do something that you you know you think will make you feel better, or that you have an interest in, that therefore you think will you know benefit. Like, like I feel like I'm doing it all over again with kids. Like, you know, I went to a community garden for four hours because my son's into gardening, and I like I I've, I've never been a big gardener, but he's really into it. So now I'm getting into it, and it's just like I feel like I'm doing it again for the first time. And then hopefully that'll have a benefit beneficial effect on me. Yeah, but Ben, like, that in itself. Is meditative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. 100%. Like, so was, there are all different ways. I find tennis to be meditative. Yeah. You know, people will go to the gym. It's like just there are lots of different ways to tap out and and uh, and get that, you know, the get that light through like, you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and so 
I guess to, to close us off then, so where are you at now in terms of fitness and stuff like that? When you said the last six weeks, you've been going a bit hard. Like, what does your, do you, do you, do you have a shred? Like, if you want to cut, you know, start on the in the cutting phase after the bulking phase, what is your go-to? And also, what are you doing currently? Like, what's the difference? I do, look, for me, I think I've said this too before, Dil, you need a goal. So, you know, I've got a couple of things coming up where, um, you know, I want to look good and um, you need a timeline on the goal. So, you know, I give myself a month to get into um, the kind of shape I want and that's uh, it's mm-hmm. palatable and that's uh, it's realistic. Um, it's not crazy. I'm still going out um, eating palmas and, and mucking around on the weekends because, um, right. you know, sorry, boys, but you can do that in Sydney. But um, <laughs> I, I know, I, I actually am sorry about that. But um, yeah, um, just doing what I can Monday to, Monday to Saturday and just fucking um, trying to eat well. And, just a quick, quick couple of specifics. How long in the gym? Is it morning? Is it evening? Uh, do you do multiple sessions? What kind uh, of do it's, you eat it's, before? Do you eat after? It's all over the shop. So all I play tennis uh, three times a week for an hour and a half. Um, right. I box three times a week. Um Jesus. And then uh, I take uh, probably two saunas a week um, and I go cold water because um, it's still pretty cold, the ocean. So I go in the ocean in between the sauna. I, I, I feel like that's, there's something really good in that. That's my yeah, favorite. I... That, that's what I miss the most in lockdown. Damn I was doing drop pool, drop pool sauna, drop pool drop sauna. It was my addiction. Uh, Dude. I've been, uh, for the last two months, I've been doing cold showers every morning and I actually can. I think I'll continue doing it because of how I feel mentally. It it's feels like it's a good primer for me for the day because I know it's going to be cold, but I also know that in ten seconds it's going to feel good. So it almost sets my up. The first action for the day is me leaning into like resistance and discomfort and going. That's right. If I keep leaning into things that make me uncomfortable, I'm going to feel happy at the end of it. And it's a nice little way to kick kick off my mornings. And I I really am into it. And what 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 you do it. Between the saunas and you do like the Wim yeah. Hof style. Yeah, but um, yeah, kind of. But it's obviously not as cold as Wim does. I've actually met Wim Hof. Um, <gasps> um, ah. Yeah, Lovely. yeah, I met him um, a couple of years ago in Melbourne, and that was another thing. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> he loves the vodka balls. It's his secret. Um, but uh, I'm inquisitive, and I want to always have as much information as I can to get the most out of myself. So, you know, I thought I'm going to check this dude out. Um, and, yeah, that was interesting. But, you know, I didn't he's really... Here's a tip. If you want to have a good laugh, do you follow his son on Instagram? His son is so funny because he just takes the piss out of his dad. Like, he knows his dad's got this big following and he just rips into his dad and it is so good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Has he got a big following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's hilarious. He's, he's done really well because... I, I I love the drop. I, I wish I lived near the ocean, and it's been so hard. But just even then, like when I was at the gym, I got to uh, I got to fourteen minutes in sub twelve degrees, and just feeling absolutely amazing. And just the idea, like even Glenn Robbins when we had her on, just talks about just going into the freezing ocean and feeling amazing. And like that's yeah. like between the sauna, I'm building one in my backyard. A deal was nice enough to get everyone together and get it to me for my 40th birthday, which was the best surprise ever. And now I'm building a sauna and now I keep searching way too much time going, how do I make a drop pool in my backyard? How do I get yeah. a drop pool? So I can Dude. just do that. So if we go down Dude. lockdown again, it doesn't matter. 
No, no. I mean, I think that's you know uh, a, a wonderful byproduct of lockdown is everyone's trying to be self sufficient within their little man yeah. cave or woman cave, whatever it is. But um, I said, I think our listeners might get annoyed if I don't we don't follow finish that thing where you met Wim Hof. Where did you? Oh uh, no, I just met at one of his um. Fucking, seminars. yeah, yeah, seminars, seminars man. Right, and then right, I saw him right. afterwards at, because uh, they're like, oh, are you going to the, uh, the fucking drinks? Yeah, there's fucking f- free piss afterwards. I'm like, yeah, they're doing free piss. So yeah. I, I walked in and there was no one there and there was free food. It was awesome food. I was so hungry. And, um, cause, you know, you just do the, uh, the ice bath. And if you hadn't, uh, if you haven't done it before, it takes a lot of energy out of you. So you're so hungry afterwards. Um, and then Wim Hof kind of walked in. It's quite small. Hey, hey, hey. And um, I got a photo, mate. I've got him in a pretty hardcore headlock. But, um, yeah, I was going to say to you, Dill, when you take your cold showers, do you start with cold or do you finish with cold? I uh, start and end. I just go straight in. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, it was And it was really hard the first two weeks, three weeks. And... But now it's become this brain rewiring where I'm like, nah, I'll just, I just walk into it. Wow. And, uh, and also I've realized that initially when I first used to do it, I used to like hyperventilate. Whereas now I've been practicing controlling my breathing as it's hitting me, like just going, all right, we're fine. We're fine. And it's really fascinating that it kind of sets me up for a good day because it, you know this, you feel better when after the cold shower, like you yeah, actually do does. feel better. But that pain period just before it becomes good is so awful that you know some some days it's like six in the morning or five in the morning when i wake up and it's just like oh what am i doing and then you're like no it's fine just get through these first 10 seconds and you'll be fine so you go from hot to cold yeah so that's a cheater's way of doing it but um i've been doing that since i was 20 yeah every shower literally every shower for whatever almost 20 years um I tried to do it at nighttime and I, it didn't work well for me because I was too jacked up. Like I was too like fired up afterwards and I realized I need hot showers at night. Correct. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I just to finish it, but I, I used to just do it for, yeah. And cause COVID changes everything down here. Um, but it was just like, I just go sauna for 20 minutes and then 10 minutes for drop pool, then back in the sauna for 18 and then another eight minutes. And that was before every gig. And like, it was just, it was the best. Like I just was sharper. I was, I just felt so relaxed and sharp. And I never that combination I miss so much that you just relax but you're sharp and you're just like, sweet, I'm going to do this gig. I'm going to, I'm good at this. Here we go. Oh, fuck, yeah. I miss that. Where did you? Unless d- a comedian comes and says, "Don't smash too hard beforehand." Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on a second. We're not. You're not going to finish on that deal. I want to know where you're doing this um, sauna drop pool, Lomas. Virgin, Virgin Active. It was the best. I, I went shopping everywhere, and the one in Burke Street was the best. Ah, I know it that one. It was amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Right, it was right there, and uh, and and because I'd go in the middle of the day, there's no one there, except for one Fitbit fan who was there every day. Yeah, uh, and, she, and I ran into her again on the city, and she, and she was, was uh, great. And then uh, a couple of uh, old um, uh, old guys who own restaurants in Chinatown. Well, let me rephrase that: did own restaurants in Chinatown. Yeah, 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 so. <laughs> They'll be back. Yeah, that'll be back. So, so that so that was it. So it was gym, tennis, uh, and uh, uh, sauna, and cold showers. That's the shred. Um, 
Uh, boxing, yeah, yeah, you mentioned boxing. And boxing, that's um, right. And and diet wise, you don't uh, you don't mix it up too much. You you count calories. No, bro, dude, my diet macros. is all over the shop. Um, I eat like you know at least a chicken parm a week. I probably have three burgers a week. You know, I I'm I can still clean up a lot. Um, and or what I'm doing at the moment is just trying to uh, not have as many you know chips for the next month, but trying to eat a bit and- cleaner. And if you Sweet. if you do want to put on weight, uh, just have some kids, mate. That's my tip for you. Just, uh, <laughs> just have a couple. Bulk phase. <laughs> just ki- like kids, by plural, like it's got two or one, you'll be okay. I reckon one, you'd be okay because you can handball yeah. it. But once you've got two, you've always got one. Yeah, so you, can't, you can't do the handball. And if you've got three, well, that means you really want to put your relationship to the test. <laughs> Well, that's why you need to be like the Russians above me because not only do they build IKEA furniture, they do full-blown CrossFit workouts three <laughs> times a day. So... You, oh, man. Uh, I love but, it. All right. We'll have to leave it at that, I reckon. We'll no, get, no, I, I think this could have easily gone for another two hours. I yeah. love no. talking to you, man. Thank you so much. for. I'm so glad we finally got it. Genuinely, you've been sizzled on the pod multiple no, no, times. No, no, no. I'm only being facetious. Um, but yeah, man, great to catch up. No, it's true. No, no. I know. I know I'm yeah. sure. Um, but yeah. um, <laughs> no, no. But thanks again for having no, me on no, the pod. No, no. It's true. It's fucking true. It's fucking true, it's mate. Fucking true, mate. mate. mate, mate, mate I'll, I'll send you the audio. Send me the audio. Um, we love you. No, 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 mate. Um, you, heard, you heard I said I, I, I know you're being facetious, but... Um, mm. Um, no, sorry, sorry. I was being facetious. Did I say I know yeah, you? Know what? Oh, sorry, I mate. I said I'm only being facetious. People yes. say it a lot, and I nod along. Oh, you don't know the word. I mean, I don't know what it means. I oh, think it means I know I'm only context. playing around. Ah, uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Come on, Dill. Are you getting confused um, with promiscuous, which is what Nina was? <laughs> 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 I fucking miss Nina. Good fun, that guy. But um, oh, you had to plug Ash Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so like, I've got a. Well, yeah, we've got the Ash Williams Show podcast. That's once a week. And uh, we've got a brand new tennis podcast called the Official ATP Podcast, which stands for Ash's Tennis Podcast. I do that with a journalist called David Zeta, and we talk all things tennis. So it's going real well. We started that uh, two weeks ago. We've done – I think we've done six episodes. So we're just just smoking it up. We've got like – got some good stories actually from Federer's nanny um, and, and, you know, off-court stuff that you're not going to hear on the TV. Yeah, All right, nice. ATP? Uh, yeah, just, just look up Ash Tennis Podcast and then on social media, Ash Williams won. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And Benny, uh, we have our Patreon, fitbit.com slash Patreon. No, patreon.com slash fitbitpod, sorry. Yes. And uh, and our Instagram, yeah, you are you know, ben, lo, Benny, what's it? Uh, so it's Ben Lomas Comic, um, but also a shout out to all our new Patreon listeners. We have had a big oh, influx yeah. recently. Uh, everyone's enjoying the snack pack, and so people have decided to have a bit of a taste and come across to Patreon. Yeah. So thank you very much. And for those who much. might not know, I mean, surely you might have seen this in the feed. Yeah, we've been giving out like two, to, like three to four minute little bite size uh, from the Patreon bonus episodes, and people have been loving those little bite sizes yeah, and like, then oh, jumping on board. So don't don't miss out. Don't miss out on yeah. uh, more Patreons that we're having. Um, and just quickly for me, yeah, I'm uh, Dilruk J on Instagram, and you know, check out Amazon Prime Bundle of Joy. Thank you everybody for your listenership, and but mostly today, Ash Williams, mate. Thank you so so much, man, for taking Thanks, the time Ash. to do this. Thank you, guys. Congrats. Take care. See you next week, guys. Bye.